0: As we live in the Christian community, you know, things such as uh, ministries, Bible studies, even teaching scripture, family devotions, Sunday school cleaning, working, even doing the dishes. Uh, But let me ask you, why why do you do all these things? What, What is your motivation? Ultimately, I'm asking you, is Jesus the King of your heart? Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you humbly, Lord, and we Thank you, God, that we can come together to worship you. We ask that you would just speak through these beautiful words that we read in John 6 and teach us, help us to submit to you and make you the king of our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, let, me, let me tell you about uh, two two people. And um, I knew a bit of information, but I might have filled in the stories a bit, but just to get the illustration across. And as I tell you about these two different people, uh, I want you to think of their their motivations. The first is is a young man. And this young man happened to befriend befriend an older man through work in the last quarter of his life. Um, The old man had no body, and he made a great offer to this young man. He said to them, if you just take care of me for the last several years of my life, um, I'll give you my inheritance. And it was a modest inheritance uh, that would help the young man be set up. And the young man got excited and took up the offer. The second person is a daughter. She had a mother in the later stages of her life who really needed to be taken care of. She was at a stage where she was pretty much like a child. And as the the daughter took care of her mother, it got very difficult. It started to affect many areas of her life. But she continued, um, but she had to care for her mother. Now, one of these people continued to care, and one of these people gave up. Um, and I'm ask you, which one do you think cared, which one do you think gave up? To be honest, I don't actually think it's an easy answer. I don't think it's an obvious answer. But what's true is that everyone has things that motivate. Everyone has things inside them that drives them to do things in life. In this story, the young man found the burden too hard. He was caring for an older man who he did not love, who he did not care for and the money was not enough to motivate him to continue with the heavy burden. On the other side, the daughter who loved her mother loved the burden. She continued, even though it affected her whole livelihood, she continued in this burden to the point where she would dread the day that she would lose this burden, so to say. She would dread the day where she would lose her mother. Today in John 6 we're going to look at two motivations. So two types of disciples. One who walked away, and one who followed Jesus. My first point this morning this afternoon is sometimes we want what Jesus can give and not Jesus himself. Let me read verse sixty six again. From that time many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. You see we read in the chapter that many of the disciples many of the wider group of disciples left jesus notice that the bible is not just using the word crowd it's using john is using the word disciples these were not people who were just walking by but these were people who followed jesus they may have followed him for days or even weeks but following. Um, they followed him um weren't pharisees or enemies loved Jesus to a degree. These people heard his beautiful teaching of truths. They watched him heal all sorts of diseases. Um, They they saw him heal a blind man and raise a person from the dead and saw many miraculous things. And as I mentioned earlier, they also witnessed the feeding of the 5,000, which is the beginning of this context. You see, these people saw with their own eyes the power of Jesus, and they heard with their own ears the authority that He had over Scripture. Even look at the way they they talked to Him. In the titles they gave, they called Him Rabbi, Sir, Lord. Just in this chapter, they even said, "Truly, this is the Prophet who came into the world." They had Jesus in high respect. These were not acquaintances or visitors. But they understand, they understood that Jesus was a man of great authority. They understood that Jesus had great power. And if you like, they're a type of churchgoer. There were people who lived, um, who lived the lifestyle of following Jesus. Even look at what they wanted to do to Jesus in verse 15. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come, and take him by force to make him king. He departed again to the mountain to be by himself. You see, they wanted to make him king. But the reality is they wanted a particular king. They were after a particular type of religion. Notice in the text what they were after. In verse 2, it says, The great multitude followed him, because they saw his sign which he performed on those who were deceased. They were looking... For these great miracles, these signs, something that they could be a part of. You know, and some even had other motives. In verse 24, it says this: when the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into clothes and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. So just know that they made effort to follow Jesus. And then in verse 25, and when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered and said unto him, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. They simply wanted food. They simply wanted to fill their bellies with food. Imagine a king who could heal your sick people. You could feed you with great food you can take care of all your earthly needs what more would you want than this type of king He said, this this is not the main reason that jesus came to the earth. You know, these were just some of the benefits that came with experiencing the power that jesus had but it was not the main purpose you know we can easily make church we can easily make Following Jesus like this. We can make it driven by our own deceitful motives. You see, our hearts are very deceitful. And church, because of our wicked hearts, because of men, church can become a dangerous place. In Matthew 7, he says, Many will say, Lord, Lord, have I not done all these things in your name? And God, and, and God will say, depart from me. Even if we think of the soul, there are many types of people who believe, but then people who fall away after a while. This is the idea of these kinds of people who were in church, who were who were following Jesus, but did not believe completely. Um, so let me let me illustrate that in a modern way. Let me show you how some categories of people, some people can fall into two types of categories of um, discipleship. And the one who stays and the one who walks away. So some people just follow the crowd. I think this is a common one. But many people grow up in church, um, and you, yourself, your parents, they still bring you. Uh, you may have friends or even a, a girlfriend or boyfriend. Um, and, you, and you may grow up in a strong Christian community. I grew up in a very strong Christian community. I grew up in a Christian church. Everyone I knew was Christian. And it was, it was a great thing, I understand that, it was a great thing. But for me, it was easier to act like a Christian than to be rebellious. To be rebellious was to be put outside. So to act in, in the way the cookie cup form was easier for me, up, uh, even though I had a rebellious heart. And many people I grew up with, they could say all the right things, they could do all the things that looked good from the outside. But those very people walked away from God. You see, Jesus came to be the king of your heart, not the king of your parents' hearts. And and young people, that is a dangerous place to be. To think of Jesus as your parents' God, not yours. If we look at the other side of the spectrum, we could, the age spectrum, we could could look at older people who have been in church for many years. And I'm not talking much older, even though it's very encouraging to see old people in the Jewry. Um, but, but sometimes when we hit something for a long time, we can form habits, we can form lifestyles.
1: But let me ask you, can,
0: can you go back and remember what it was that first drew you to church? Was it your husband or wife? Was it your community? Was it your culture? Or was it Jesus himself? Maybe you've served in ministry for like 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Because it's just something that you just do now. It's just a part of your lifestyle. Or is this something that stems from your love of your Savior? You know, some people may just love the culture of church. And it is a beautiful culture. You know, we, we, can, we can come to church because we enjoy, enjoy church lunches. We may love the importance of being in ministry. We may love even preaching at the pulpit. It may it may even be to you a great place to raise your kids. The amount of people I hear have kids and they say, I better start going to church. This is a good place to raise your kids. You may just love being around nice and caring people. Maybe like the disciples, you love church because you're looking for like a political messiah, something that to help you fulfil your political agendas, or a place to network and, and grow your business. You may love the safety of Jesus. You know, religion may calm down your anxiety or your stresses that you may have. But are you convicted by the preaching of the word of God? Do you love Jesus for who He is? For what He teaches in His words? Do you hear a sermon about obedience to your husbands or gossip or laziness? And instead of repenting and submitting, you make excuses, blaming everyone else except yourselves for your sin. Or it may be that you hear a sermon on drunkenness or anger or dying to self. And you just go through your brilliant theological mind and do some theological gymnastics to get out of this particular sin and you just commit Find a way to convince yourself not to submit to Christ. You see, especially in this culture, we, we may not walk away physically because it is a way of life. We've got a culture and we love being around church people. And there is also benefits but there is a way where we can walk away internally you know we only want to submit things that we like and we want to submit to we harden our hearts and continue to make excuses within ourselves you may even make a version of jesus in your head that pleases you king you be honest with yourself what is the treasure of your heart. What may, motivates you? The church has many blessings. It comes with feelings and joy, even convictions to the unconverted. All these things are tied to the church, which makes it very easy to be deceived. And you may experience these blessings, these feelings of hope that come apart of being a part of this community, but never truly experience the grace of God. Do you love Jesus himself? Do you love all of Jesus? Do you desire his holiness? Do you love the things that come from Jesus? Or do you love Jesus himself? My next point is where can we go? And I'll read again from verse 66. From that time many of his disciples went back and walk with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. After seeing many, many people walk away from Jesus, people who they would have had relationships with, people as I described, fellow Jesus, he looks at the twelve and he asks, Do you want to go? Do you want to go with them? is Lord, to whom shall we go? Who else can we go to? We live in a time, especially in this country, that has a very realistic mindset. You know, mindset says you can pick whatever you want. You can pick the best of any religion. Pick Hinduism or Buddhism, Islam, Christianity, whatever it is that you enjoy, and you can partake in. That. As long as it makes you happy. As long as it matches your motives, your inner desires. If you like if Christianity is your favourite religion, then find a church that suits you. Find a church where you don't have to compromise in any way, even sin. And you can be happy there. Do what makes you happy. Worship only there. It's this top it's of all roads leading to Rome and to to town. You see, the Jesus' Christ requires us to be the king of your heart. And this requires submission. So if you've been in church long enough, you've seen many people leave. They come, they, be, they even get enthusiastic and they believe, and then they walk away. They leave Christianity entirely. And we see this all the time. You see, there are many wrong words which our hearts take us down what John is showing us is the opposite. It's the opposite of this pluralistic mindset. And Peter understood what Jesus was teaching and setting of that day. Peter answers that no one can satisfy my soul but Christ. Only Jesus can give me peace and joy and love and hope and redemption and glory. Peter understood that he could not save himself. He understood that nothing Nothing but Christ in this world could save you. Where could Peter go except the arms of Jesus Christ? The same Christ that we read in our scripture, scriptures, the same Christ that we hear preach in this pulpit, week in and week out. Not this Christ that you have formed in your own head that suits your desires, but the true Christ, the Son of the Living God. Do you follow Christ? Why are you still looking for other roads, other motivations, other desires? Is Christ the king of your heart? Are you still driven by other things? Have you come to realize tonight that there is no other road but Christ? My third point is only Christ has the words of eternal life. Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And by the grace of God, Peter recognized. Jesus says, You have the words of eternal life. Peter did not just say this randomly, but he understood exactly what Jesus was teaching in the synagogue. Um, And what I say exactly, he understood way. We we understand from reading the text that Peter didn't fully understand the cross at this point. But he understood that Jesus was the only way. And we see many other people didn't realize that. Many other people got offended. They couldn't bear to believe that Jesus is the only way and they left. Many times in the conversation we see we see Jesus... We see the is about bread. And, and the disciples who left, they, they wanted to have their bellies filled as we read. And Jesus teaches them about the spiritual bread. Jesus' main purpose on earth uh, was not to do these miraculous things. It wasn't His main purpose. He did show His power, but it wasn't His main purpose. He didn't come just to heal the sick and be revived. And he, and he primarily wasn't concerned with earthly bread, but spiritual bread. He re- repeatedly um, refers to himself as the bread of life. He said, I am the bread of life. And I'll just read one section of his teaching in the synagogue, or, or his discourse, really, it was his conversation. In verse 53, Jesus said this, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood you have no life in you whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and i will raise him up at the last day for my flesh is food indeed and my blood is drink indeed he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and i in him be understood that there is only life In Jesus, there is only joy. In Jesus, you see the things of this earth do not matter at all without Jesus. There is a saying it goes: "I do not sacrifice the temple on the altar of the permanent." Again, you can see this. You see, Peter wanted to feast on the body, on the broken body, and drink from the fountain that runs from Emmanuel's veins. He was not interested in earthly food. He did not care about these secondary benefits that we talked about. That we so easily run to like a a mouse to a trap. He wanted the spiritual food that nourishes the soul. Food that gives eternal life. All those things we mentioned earlier cannot save Not ministry, not church community, not church, not good works, not even subscribing to the perfect theology. It is only Christ. Nothing but the broken body of Christ and His blood that was spilled that atones for sin. And He invites you to come and eat from the bread of life. Just like an earthly man needs bread to satisfy his earthly body. So do our souls need the spiritual bread of his own life. So do our souls need Jesus. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in experience the true grace of God? Have you come (coughs) to the cross and repented, believing on Jesus? Have you realised that you cannot save yourself, that there is no other road to salvation? Is Jesus the King of your heart? Does He drive all your life? Does He drive everything that you do? There is this story about Napoleon, I don't know if it's a Napoleon was this great general. He had many great qualities. One of his greatest traits was that he had the love of his men. There are so many stories that you can hear of, of his men sacrificing their lives for their beloved emperor, Napoleon. Stories of men who, when the army had to cross a bridge that would go into a freezing river, and hold this bridge up even to a point where some of them died because that is what the emperor required and this one story goes a man gets shot close to his heart and the medic comes and the medic is trying to dig in and, and, and he's trying to get deep to get this, this bullet out and, and the soldier looks up at the medic and he says if you keep digging you are going to find the emperor, you are going to find Napoleon Can I ask you, if we were to look in your heart, if we were to look inside your bodies, what would we find? Would we find King Jesus in the centre of your heart, in the centre of your life? What kind of disciple are you? Are you a disciple who submits to Jesus, who feasts on Jesus, who submits to His instructions? Are you a disciple who walks I hope this week you could think on what kind of disciple are you that's great.